This podcast is sponsored by Kingsdown Meadow, located in beautiful Kent countryside. New homes available. Search Serenity Parks. Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, thanks for downloading today's podcast. It's Friday, April the 30th. Hope you're okay. We've heard for the first time today from police investigating the murder of Kent PCSO Julia James, who was found not far from her home in rural Snowdown. Assistant Chief Constable Tom Richards held a news conference earlier. This is what he had to say. Julia was a PCSO police crime support officer who served with Kent Police from 2008. She started in a crime reduction role and more recently worked with victims of domestic abuse in Canterbury. She was a hugely devoted, passionate individual who was completely committed to serving the people of Kent. She will be hugely missed and lost by her colleagues. My heartfelt thoughts go out to her family, her friends and of course her colleagues. In terms of the investigation, Kent Police were called shortly after four o'clock on Tuesday of this week to the edge of Ackholt Wood on the outskirts of Snowdon Village. That is where we found Julia. She was deceased. The Serious Crime Directorate have commenced a murder investigation. We do not, at this stage, have any identified suspects. We are keeping all options open to us while we fully investigate the circumstances of this matter and try to understand exactly what happened. We do not, at this stage, understand the motive for this attack. I would like to appeal, please, for witnesses. Many local and wider members of the community have come forward with incredibly useful, important information that is helping us piece together what happened on Tuesday. If anybody else saw anything suspicious or strange on Tuesday or Wednesday of this week, we're very, very anxious to, to speak to them. Um, we're very, very grateful for the support that we've received from the local community. They've been incredibly patient. We have a lot of police officers in, in the location. That will continue in, into the weekend while we continue our investigations and we continue um, our searches um, seeking evidence. I do understand that local um, residents are, are concerned. That, that's completely natural. Um, as stated, I do not at this stage um, have an identified suspect. We do not know what the motive for this attack is. I would urge people, if they have any concerns, to report it to Kent Police immediately. People should be cautious and aware of their surrounding circumstances and situation. Julia was not on duty at the time of this incident. She was not in uniform. As with many people in the current climate, she was working from home that day. Um, she was walking her dog, as I say, out of uniform um, and we're still um, seeking to establish exactly what happened. A post-mortem took place on Thursday of this week um, and I can confirm um, that she died as a result of serious head injuries. 
So as the ACC said there, Julia died from severe head injuries. She'd been out walking her dog who was at the scene unharmed. Police, as you heard, confirmed they don't have a suspect or any idea of a motive. The murder has happened just a couple of miles from where mum and daughter Lynn and Megan Russell were killed while walking along a remote track in Chillenden almost 25 years ago. Police were asked about that at today's briefing. Um, as I say, we don't understand the motive um, at, uh, at this um, case, which of course is a challenge for the investigation. Um, I of course acknowledge that it will have an impact on the local uh, communities. The, uh, the, that famous case that you reference um, is uh, quite close uh, to here. Um, but you know, just uh, for clarity, that is a case with an individual convicted serving a prison sentence. That conviction has been tested um, by the courts um, of appeal. But, but as um, I've um, said a number of times, we're, we're keeping our um, assessment of the motive um, completely open at this stage. We're not going to be blinkered in any way. Our reporter Lydia Chandler-Hicks was at that press conference earlier after spending the past few days in Snowdown and has been speaking to more residents today. Well, the feeling I'm getting from residents here this afternoon is that they're feeling worried, they're feeling scared, and that's, of course, understandable. The press conference taught us that police haven't ruled out the idea that this could have been a completely random attack. It also taught us police have no suspects lined up, and, of course, they've not yet made any arrests, so it does seem natural that people living in this area would be feeling concerned. Police have, of course, warned people to stay vigilant and, and be cautious when out and about. One mum I spoke to this afternoon was at a play park in the middle of Aylsham with her little boy. She said she'd usually be enjoying this lovely weather by going out for a run. She often walks through the very woodland where PCSO Julia James was found. But she said she certainly won't be comfortable going out and doing those things anymore in light of what we heard this morning. She said the particularly worrisome part for her is that the attack happened in the middle of the day and appeared to have been so random. She described this as an area where people often don't even lock their front doors. She said people do just know everyone and this has come as a complete and utter shock. Another man I spoke to said that he and his partner who've lived in this area for many years also don't feel safe. He feels that if an attack like this could happen to a police officer, a member of the police, it could perhaps happen to anyone. We will of course continue to keep you updated on any further developments with this story across the bank holiday weekend. Just head to kentonline.co.uk. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter. The Kent Online Podcast with Serenity Parks. A four-year-old boy is in a critical condition at a London hospital after being hit by a car in Margate. He's reported to have been knocked down on North Down Road in Cliftonville yesterday morning. It's emerged one of Canterbury's oldest firms went bust, owing almost £3 million to more than 250 companies. Contractor Coombs, which is based in Wincheap, had struggled to make a profit for three years and collapsed after two investment deals fell through. Amdul Building Services in Deal has been the worst hit firm, as it was still waiting for a payment of £186,000. You can see the full list of Kent firms owed more than £1,000 each at Kent Online. Shoppers have queued outside Debenhams in Gravesend to get some final bargains before it closes for good this weekend. The store on New Road has opened for a few days to try and get rid of remaining stock before shutting on Sunday. Boohoo has bought the brand but isn't keeping any of the stores. Organisers have confirmed this year's Kent County show has been
been postponed. It was due to be held in July at the showground in Detling, but it'll now be replaced with a scaled back version, which will focus on farming and agriculture. Now, we're being warned to prepare for delays on the roads as more of us make journeys across Kent this bank holiday. The RAC is expecting extra queues, especially heading towards towns and shopping centres because of the predicted unsettled weather. It's thought the recent easing of lockdown restrictions and the ability of a breakaway will also be a factor. Rod Dennis is from the RAC. He's been speaking to Jamie. Significant step up in the number of drivers who've had a step planning uh, lesson trips this weekend. Uh, around about 62% more than we saw over Easter, so around about 15 million planned trips in total. A weekend like this, if the weather's good in normal times, we'd expect people to see people jumping in the car, you know, visiting national parks, the coast, that sort of thing. I think it's going to look quite different this weekend. If the weather doesn't turn out to be that great, I think people are going to sit to more local journeys. So it's routes sort of into sort of towns and cities that we think could pick up more of the traffic, people, you know, going shopping. And, you know, there's that potential for disruption. How can people make sure that they're fully prepared for those journeys? Yeah, I mean, the really key message to drivers this weekend is just make sure that you're not the one to contribute to that disruption if you can avoid it. So that's around making sure, you know, your vehicle is, is ready for whatever sort of trip you're going on. Many of us have, yes, been using our cars through the pandemic, but not to the extent and certainly not travel or distance that we would normally do in sort of non-pandemic time so if drivers can just spend a few minutes checking things like the condition of their tires make sure they're inflated properly oil level coolant level screen wash level those sorts of things just spending sort of five ten minutes checking those things before you set out you know could really make the difference between a really plain sailing journey and one where you actually break down the side of the road. Meantime, Southeastern are going to be running more trains from next month as COVID restrictions ease further. They're increasing their timetable from the 16th of May, the day before the next phase in the roadmap out of lockdown. More services are being added in the early morning and extra safety measures will continue. However, over this bank holiday, some engineering work is going on on the rail network in Kent, so do check before you travel. Kent Online News. A new leisure complex in Sittingbourne is set to open next month, creating 40 jobs. The light in Sittingbourne is looking for cinema and bar staff as well as chefs, with recruitment days being held next week. The opening of the development has been delayed several times over the past year because of the pandemic. Film crews working on Danny Boyle's upcoming TV series about the Sex Pistols have moved to Folkestone. The Oscar winner has so far filmed in Dover and Deal and is now at the Grand Burstyn Hotel. Pistol will feature the likes of Game of Thrones star Maisie Williams and is due to be released on streaming service Hulu. A Kent Town has been rated one of the UK's worst coastal destinations. Seaside towns, villages and resorts have been ranked by consumer watchdog Witch based on recent trips enjoyed, or not as the case may be, by those surveyed. Margate has been voted the fourth worst destination in the country, while Dungeness got four stars for its scenery. We can see how our other coastal towns fared. Let us know what you think at Kent Online. And finally, it's probably not the first place you'd think of when it comes to where inspires musicians, but apparently Dover Beach it is. Baby Queen has joined an ever-growing list of singers who've written about the Kent location overlooking the busiest shipping lane in the world. Molly Kemp has been speaking to her and finding out who else loves the location, because she's certainly not alone, is she, Ollie? 
Yeah, I have to say, Nicola, I was slightly surprised when I first heard this song on the radio. A happy-go-lucky track with the phrase Beach of Dover in the chorus. So Baby Queen grew up in South Africa, and we've all seen how beautiful that country is. But after moving to London, she told me she actually made a pilgrimage down to Dover to see the beach for herself. I like to like write completely isolated. So I was going to go on this trip, and I was like, dude, I'm going to Dover. And, um, and yeah, I sat on the beach, and... <laughs> and wrote poems it was great <laughs> I got into this taxi um and it was this guy that lived in Dover like this classic British taxi driver and I was telling him how excited I was to be in Dover and I was looking at the white cliffs and he was like are you okay <laughs> like I thought it was really amazing I I I'm I, I've never seen like Brit the British white cliffs you know so I thought it was amazing. And to be honest, I hadn't seen the ocean in like two years. So I was just like, that was so nice. I think it was like a really magical experience in a weird kind of way. So I know you're thinking it. Why on earth is this beach in particular the one she had so much of an obsession for? And why have other musicians also written about it? Because we've had songs called Dover Beach from the Bangles, who are from California, of course, from the ambient legend and Talking Heads producer Brian Eno, even an underground New York band called The Fugs. Well, it turns out there's a famous poem called Dover Beach written by a Victorian writer called Matthew Arnold. He's thought to have written it in around 1851, whilst on a honeymoon in the town with his wife. And it's famous for tackling a crisis of faith that he had as the country launched fully into the industrial age. To be honest, it's quite pessimistic, really, but it does have some beautiful lines about the waves washing up onto the pebbled shore, which I think is probably why so many people still enjoy it. I did try to find out if the Bangles or Brian Eno ever actually got a chance to visit the beach, but I was unlucky with that. Nobody answered my emails, so I'm afraid we'll have to just keep guessing about that one. Thanks ever so much, Ollie. And you can also see the video to the song at Kent Online. Kent Online Sport. For Ball and Gillingham, head to Burton Albion this weekend for their penultimate game of the season. Their dream of a playoff place is over, but they'll be wanting to finish on a high. Midfielder Stuart O'Keefe admits it's been a disappointing end to their campaign. We've worked so hard and done so well since the turn of the year. And then um, obviously to see the results go the way they did um, makes it... Um, a little bit harder for us to um, stomach the, the, the draw on Saturday and obviously the loss to, North, uh, to uh, Oxford after being in good positions. But, you know, it's part of football and, and um, we, we can't, we can't feel sorry for ourselves. You know, we've got to finish as best we can and, and as hard as we can. It, it is what it is. Um, we've been right in the mix up until the last, the last game and, you know, we've had a real good effort. Everyone at the club's worked so hard and it's a credit to everyone that we've taken this far with such a small, small squad compared to the people we're competing against. Fundamentally, we build ourselves and been been strong, hard to beat, um, and obviously not conceding many goals. So obviously, for us to be in that position, then to concede concede five goals and then two games, you know, it's, it's gutting for everyone because, like I say, it is uncharacteristic. It's uncharacteristic. It's not like us. And you know, I think that with a mixture of the results and seeing everyone else slip up and where we could have been, it just makes it so much harder to take. But like I say, we need to just worry about ourselves now and finish well these last two two games and see where it takes us. The camp is down, and rightly so, you know. Obviously, um, we all see what it could have been and where we probably should have been. Um, it's not to be, but um, like the gaffers said and, and, and Paul Rain has mentioned, we can't really feel sorry for ourselves in this scenario. We've got to um, finish strongly, take something positive into the summer, because that's what we're about, you know. We're, as a group of lads and, and as a club, we're not 
we're not feeling sorry for ourselves. We're always up against it. We're most likely the underdog in, in a lot of games we play. And, you know, we have to fight right to the end and, like I say, take something to next season uh, on a positive note. And, and, like I say, finish as hard as we can. If we can't finish sixth, then make it be seventh, if not seventh and eighth. You know, that's, what, that's how we see it. Like I say, we had a, a reasonable year last season. Okay, it was cut short, uh, but tenth was a strong was a strong place for us, um, finishing above Ipswich and, and teams like that. So you know, for us to improve again is is, is showing that we're going in the right direction and, and we could be more than competitive at this league uh, uh, in and around the top. The Jules are currently tenth, with tomorrow's opposition six places below them. Kickoff is at three o'clock, and you can follow the match action at kentonline.co.uk. That's all for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Hope you have a fantastic bank holiday weekend. Don't forget to listen to our sister radio station, KMFM, for details on any travel updates across the weekend if you are heading out and about. Plus, you can also subscribe to the IM News app and that will give you access to all KM Group newspapers. Just head to subsaver.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Kingsdown Meadow, located in beautiful Kent countryside. New homes available. Search Serenity Parks.